0: Hello! How are you? My name is Sasha Boloff and welcome to a special episode of You Had Me At Oh No. In this episode, I am joined by a very special guest. His name is Eric Blood. If you don't know who Eric Blood is, I suggest you stop this right now and go listen to his music. A while back, I went down to sunny Los Angeles and I met up with Eric and we recorded this episode in his bedroom. And, in a weird way, he actually inspired the concept behind this podcast. I've heard him talk about this movie before, and I knew that this podcast was the perfect vehicle for him to talk about it. And, of course, I'm talking about the 1998 classic, You've Got Mail, starring Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Anyway, without further ado, this is me and Eric Blood in sunny Los Angeles talking about You've Got Mail. Alright, so I'm here in L.A. with my dear friend, Eric. How are you? I'm good. Happy to see you in L.A. Yes. (laughs) Doing a special remote, I guess, in the land of pocket. Welcome to my bedroom. Hey. This is actually a nice bedroom.
1: In Los Feliz adjacent Little Armenia.
0: <laughs> I know, oh There's actually... A, I, did, I just noticed that you have a projector on your ceiling.
1: Yeah. That's why all of those uh, pictures are gone. Or <laughs> not on the wall anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and you just decided just to leave them on the floor just
0: because... Because we're fucking lazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, like how long have you guys lived in this in
1: this spot? A year almost. A
0: year? Yeah. And how has it been? How's the movie been?
1: I love it. Yeah? I really love it here.
0: I have two friends that I'm staying with right now, and they said that, like, LA has changed them. Really? Yeah. Hmm. But in, like, maybe,
1: I don't know, maybe in in nuanced ways that they're more aware of? Has it changed you at all? I don't think so. I mean, maybe I'm not the one to ask, but I I don't think so, because, well, one, I'm in Seattle every month, or (laughs) every month or two, Uh, but also, like... I don't know. I don't, uh, I think Seattle was changing. Like the way that Seattle was changing was making me change. It was making me a bitter, horrible person. So leaving, I just feel a little more relaxed. So I guess maybe that's a change. Um,
0: (laughs) I, I feel like there's, there's people like our, our mutual friend, Kelly told me at a show that, uh, she wants you to stay here more often, um, which I, I guess that's more of like an industry thing, but also this is not an industry podcast, no, but I, <laughs> like industry um, so yeah, we're here at your guys' spot. We're drinking, um, Greyhounds. Greyhounds. Yeah, Jinx, you know me another <laughs> Greyhound.
1: <laughs> I can do that.
0: Um, so yeah, so, uh, I think both of us last night watched you got mail. Yeah. Yes. Ugh. Um, and I will say that, um, you got mail was something that of like, I watched multiple times when I was younger and definitely get choked up. Um, and I will say this now, like I've been like rediscovering these movies that like I would watch and feel that, like that really manipulative thing that rom-coms do where just Mm -hmm. like, it's a little sentimental and teary eyed. And I think we've known each other for like well, like six or seven yeah, years. Yeah, something like that. Um, I've I feel like I've always been a savvy person. <laughs> I, th- I I I I don't think I can help that. Um, I wanted. I don't, think, I don't think you should. I mean, I don't <laughs> think I should either. But I did. I did really want to um, watch this movie in a very cynical like. In a very cynical like like lens, like I really wanted to like pick apart this movie in a very cynical way, um, and I know you have a lot of, I've you've expressed you've in the past you've expressed your this your dislike your really heavy dislike of this I movie. I hate. Movie.
1: <laughs> I hate it. I yes. think it's awful, and I thought it was awful when it came out, uh, and I saw it because I really loved Nora Ephron. Mm. And I'm like a rom-com fan. Yes. Also, I love Nora Ephron. I love her. Yes. Um, fuck this movie. Like, this movie <laughs> sucks. It's it's horrible. It was horrible then. I saw it when it came out. I then watched it again yes. uh, like a year ago because a friend of mine said, oh, I like that movie. And I thought, maybe I missed something or maybe it ages well. Nope. It, it ages like shit. Like it's, it just gets worse.
0: The beginning... The, you mean the beginning of the movie didn't age well? Like, the sequence, the CGI the, in the New York? The CGI in New York. That which, probably cost a quarter of the budget. Oh,
1: my God. What was with that? <laughs> like, that... The, I always forgive that stuff, whereas, especially yeah. CGI stuff, because I'm like, oh, you can't... Like, it was the time. You can't do anything about that. Yeah. But, no. It's just... The movie sucks. Like, it's a terrible, <laughs> terrible movie, and... It's offensive. Yes. But
0: before we go into that, let me just read the plot uh, synopsis that I have from Google. So it reads, struggling boutique bestseller, or bookseller, uh, (laughs) struggling boutique bookseller Kathleen Kelly, uh, Meg Ryan hates Joe Fox, Tom Hanks, the owner of a corporate Fox Books chain store that just moved in across the street. When they meet online, however, they begin an intense and anonymous internet romance, oblivious, oblivious of each other's true identity. Eventually, uh, Joe learns that the enchanting woman he's, been, he's involved with is actually his business rival. He must now struggle to reconcile his real-life dislike for, his, for her with the cyber love he's come to feel. <laughs> so that's the synopsis cyber I've got. Cyber love. Yes. I mean, it's a movie out of its time. Uh. Is
1: like, it though? I mean like, I don't think it
0: is Do you remember that scene Where like They make the joke About cyber sex And Yeah um, And there's Gene and f- Stapleton Comes yeah. in
1: Gene Stapleton one like, like the finest actresses Ever to live <laughs> Comes in And I tried to have Cyber sex And I kept getting A busy signal. What the fuck Yes is,
0: Well like, the thing is like What we Like Like what we were Talking about last night When we watched it um, My two friends and I Was like That is a joke like it's written in a joke structure. It is. But it's not treated like a joke, which is very jarring because no one
1: laughs, you just go, oh hmm. Did I have a question. Yes. Did you laugh once watching this movie? I did, did you ever have like a like an actual like like even a chuckle or a smile at any of the jokes? Not not because it was not because you not were not because like, of me. Oh my god, this is awful. Or yeah, no, my like, yeah, in uh, my stupid Did you laugh once? From the material. Yeah. Nope. Me neither. And yeah. my notes, I wrote several times. I still have not laughed. Yeah. I still have not laughed. But um, but but I think like that's like that was a a big part of it was like a
0: scene like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a setup like a joke like. We're talking about cyber sex. Oh, I tried to have cyber sex once, but I got a busy thing. That's a joke. That's that a, a written joke. joke.
1: But that's... it's yeah, it's a joke from for like Benny Youngman or whatever. Yeah, Henny, Henny Youngman. But
0: I feel like <laughs> but... it's not just that the joke is not funny, but it's also treated not like a joke. It's just like they just shrug it off like, oh, that's just something someone says. Or like, there's a scene. Well, doesn't where...
1: the girl like the the other girl that works at the bookshop? She yeah. like reiterates like, oh yeah, that that always happens. Like. Yeah. they ruin the joke. They no. step on the joke. And yeah, it's not like it's like it's not even like
0: treated as a joke. No, um, and there was that scene like when we Meg can argue
1: that the entire movie isn't treated as a joke.
0: <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but there's also that scene in where like um, where uh, Joe Fox almost stands up Meg Ryan's character, oh, Kathleen Kelly, and like there's that scene where like she's like you lied to me. He's like, I did not lie. No, you lied to me. Mm -hmm. He's like, I just said my name was Joe. She's like, Joe, Joe. Like, you're like... And she starts doing this bit about, like, we're the punchline. She's like, like, oh, I'm Kimberly. Or, like, she's like, don't these people know that, like, there's such a thing as a last name? It's like this generation breeded, like, cocktail (laughs) waitresses.
1: Which is a weird joke. That was... I I found that really odd. Yeah. It it felt like it was shoehorned. Yeah. But also, it was like... And they they call back to it, though. Yeah. Like, he, he... She's even. She I don't even know. Don't even know. <laughs> but they do call back to that, and I thought, like, what's, what is the, is there like something about cocktail waitresses that I don't it, know? It, it felt is that like a New York thing.
0: Yeah, and it, it felt like it felt like there was a lot of moments in the movie where it felt like it was product of, of punch up. Like it mm-hmm. felt like the script was given to people to punch up, so they added these little jokes, but these jokes were. Not funny, no. and especially not in the context of the scene. So they just end up standing out and being very jarring, and almost like it's like the movie's trying too hard, as if the movie wasn't already trying too hard.
1: Oh, it's trying. So it's trying real hard. So
0: so I want to start off with like the the initial like beginning of the movie. The the movie I feel like the beat of the beginning of the movie is a very um, is a very like. Even though it was like late 90s, I want to say it was like 98. Yeah, it had 98. The, the same beats of like a 90s like rom-com where you have like the voiceover from like Meg Ryan, you have the voiceover from Tom Hanks while Cranberry starts playing. Oh god. And that oh, beat. that whole montage yes. though. Yes. The whole montage
1: where she's you know, we already know that she is the owner of an independent bookstore and she's mm-hmm. very independent even though she lives in this like ridiculously massive new york apartment on the on the fucking upper west side or some shit yeah like come on the montage is uh local new york businesses opening their shutters so it's like a shoe repair shop and blah 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 yeah and then where does she go and get her fucking coffee at starbucks Starbucks, yeah while the cranberries are playing (laughs) the sound of independence like it's like because they're irish and at the time not even at the time this shit was tired then yeah uh, but, yeah, like, oh, it's just, it's like the most tone-deaf, socially tone-deaf movie yeah. in the world. It's, it's very white. It's super white. It's oh, that's, like, white. not even a question. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shit. The, yeah, no. No, 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 no. But thank God it was that white, because I don't want to see Nora Ephron try to do black. I don't want to see her try to do... <laughs> Puerto Rican. I don't want to see any of that. Like, just, yeah, <laughs> just stick to that. Stick to your white shit because sometimes she's good at it.
0: <laughs> I felt like there's like, even like when I was like in like when I was a teenager and I was watching this movie, uh, there was always like this weird, like sense of like predictability and safeness involved with the movie in general as a whole. Like I felt like the entire movie, like going back to Starbucks is almost like that scene where Tom makes talking about. A fucking latte or whatever mm-hmm. cappuccino.
1: Oh, it's like Remember when people used to just order coffee, like that's but, what it felt like. It felt like a, a
0: very get this, off
1: my lawn. <laughs> but it also felt like a
0: very like complicated Starbucks <clears throat> order. Like, regardless of how like complicated the story got, mm-hmm. and it got very complicated, and like when we talked off mic, it got very dark towards the end. Yeah. It was still like under like, th- like this like fucking cappuccino cup
1: yeah i just yeah that the the whole first half like the first hour of the movie is kind of its own movie to me like it's it's uh this quirky kind of old-fashioned comedy yeah uh where you know there's slight hijinks and Mm -hmm. tom hanks is like at his peak of obnoxiousness, even yeah. though he's supposed to be super likable, you're supposed to find him charming, and he's not. He's just like arrogant and annoying. Yeah. Uh, that scene when he's with the two little kids who happen to be his brother and and his aunt, aunt? yeah, which is gross, by the way. So it's but it's so nineties though. No, it's just <laughs> gross because yeah. all it is is like, oh, your fucking gross old dad only dates very young women because yeah. he's gross.
0: Well, I will say, though, um, George James, you find out, though it happens off camera, um, his soon-to-be mom ends up, not being his mom, Mm -hmm. ends up falling for the nanny, and they become totally gay and run off
1: Yes, which and, is you know, pretty great. And they treated that really nicely, I thought. They did. Like, it wasn't I was ready. I was like, oh yes, finally they're gonna say some shit that's like gonna get him get him in trouble with me. Yeah. And no, they were I was like, Oh, that's they really respectfully handled that. Like yeah. no one made a gay joke. No one Yes Like the only laugh that they shared over it was how ironic it was. Like, oh my gosh,
0: to nanny, the running nanny yeah. nanny nanny.
1: That that's so I will give this movie that. Yes. Uh, it's it's hardly, it's only offensive artistically for the first half. <laughs> yes. For the first half, it's like, it's just like, this is a terrible movie. Yeah. But you're really not doing anything. For, I Like, I think I said to you, like... Yeah. Uh, this movie is too stupid to even be problematic. Yeah, and
0: I laughed at that. Yeah. So, <laughs> but do you have any scenes that you actually liked? Was there any scenes that like seemed at least a little? No. Bit?
1: The, well, there. Okay. Uh, Parker Posey is. I, he, I love. The, I was gonna he, say she saved every scene. That I she was love. In. Her. Yeah. My but the only scene, and this may have been the only time that I actually smiled, was at the party mm-hmm. uh, when Meg Ryan, awful Meg Ryan, <laughs> uh, says, "How do you sleep at night?" Yeah. And Parker Posey cuts in and tells her about whatever drug she's taking. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that, a half of a whatever yeah, over-the-counter. Yeah. Just take two- half. Yeah. That was when she said, just take half. You don't want to take a whole one. I I chuckled at that. Yeah, yeah. And
0: like and then she make like a hangover joke. Yeah. Like it works well for like... And it was, yeah. And
1: that's it. That was it. <laughs> Parker feel, Posey in that one moment.
0: I mean, like I feel like I laugh at scenes from that movie that I actually didn't think that it was supposed to be um, very funny. I, in my notes, I have just the quote... Hello, it's Mr. Nasty, and nope. I can't I can't remember the context of that quote. I just remember um, laughing when I heard that. I'm pretty sure it was Tom Hanks, like, it yeah, it was Tom Hanks, probably like talking to Meg Ryan about like him and like third person or whatever. Or no, I think it was like when he was writing like to Meg Ryan and you're like, "Isn't it strange that like." When somebody provokes you, you become like the worst person and like all these like the worst parts of you come out and like, oh my gosh, hello, it's Mr. Nasty. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what the context of that is. Yeah. But like I said, like <laughs> it's not something gross. that was supposed to be funny. <laughs> it's but I just... all so gross. <laughs> <laughs> can... But you didn't, you can't... is it just Parker Posey? Because Parker
1: Posey's. That was it. That, that was it. I, that yeah. was really it. There's nothing else. I found everything about it terrible. The score is is appalling. Really it's bad. like quirky, like high quirky yeah. comedy score. Like go fuck yourself. I uh, Meg Ryan is horrible. She's like the most annoying. Like she's she's basically <laughs> like if you take everything about like socializing, <laughs> like female socializing, mm-hmm. that is that like is kind of cute. Yeah. That's her. And it's gross. Yeah. It's all just gross. And everything she does is gross. And every time they try to make her seem empowered, it's gross. Yeah. It's like a, it's offensive to empowerment. Yeah. Um, and then Tom Hanks is fucking annoying. He's awful. Yeah. He's super, super awful. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I remember at that time thinking he was the most charming actor in Hollywood. Like everyone loved him. And we still kind of love him for some reason. He hasn't been in anything good in, forever like did anyone see sully i don't know i don't know but anyway whatever but i mean like i thought the movie was terrible again <laughs> i've seen that shit 3 times now thanks to you and yeah. it's ugh um so, so
0: we talked we talked earlier about like how this movie seems to go on fucking forever. It's so long. Yes,
1: it's the longest two hours.
0: And I feel like it, like we were talking about like how it's like there's they cram three different stories, mm-hmm. and like I think the first story is like a traditional like rom com like yeah, um, but then like I feel like they thought they were being edgy by like
1: oh let's like make them hate each other then. Um, that's like a standard meet cute thing though. It's, yeah. They, it's like, oh, they meet and they hate each other, but then they may fall in love. Like that's standard. Yeah. It's been done well. Yeah. Uh, Nora Ephron herself. Yeah. Uh, I, I know that when Harry met Sally is not like, <laughs> it's not, it's also problematic, but it's at least a good movie. Yeah. And, uh, there's, wait, let me
0: do this, that famous line from that movie. Okay. Ready? <laughs> that thing that person had, get me that. That's exactly it. Right, it's so iconic. You I have it. it tattooed on my elbow.
1: <laughs> you nailed it.
0: <laughs> um, but but like, uh, cause I never read Pride and Prejudice. Um, uh, yeah. But I watched it with somebody who did, and she was telling me that like, there's a lot of parallels with Pride and Prejudice with the, with the plot of the movie.
1: With every Jane Austen novel, basically. <laughs> really? There's like a, yeah. There's a except for maybe Persuasion. Yeah. There's a there's a very strong commonality. But that's like she's the she's the Grandmother of romantic comedies, like yeah. that's everyone's romantic comedy is is either Pride or Prejudice, Emma, or uh, whatever the fuck. Like, but
0: with You Got Mail, what, what would Prejudice? you think the uh, the parallels with Pride and Prejudice would be? Uh, and do you think that it was done well?
1: I did not think it was done well, um, and I think. Is it the, the 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 last part has more to do with project prejudice? yeah, well, that's the thing like they there the attempt is to make Tom Hanks' character the Mr. Darcy character who is extremely unlikable at the beginning mm-hmm. and then ends up being the the real like lovable person yeah but but fuck Mr. Darcy and Tom Hanks. Uh, Meg Ryan is supposed to be the female lead of Pride and Prejudice whose name I'm blanking on even though they, Kathleen say, it Kelly. Like, they say it like three times in the fucking movie. F-O-X uh, Sorry I was quoting uh, a different movie <laughs> F-O-X uh, Yeah, no, Meg Ryan just doesn't live up to Jane Austen's standards to me um, in this movie <laughs> Okay, so let's, let's <laughs> blow the lid off this thing
0: What's your huge problem with this movie? Uh,
1: It's bad. Well, just aside from it being bad, it's fucking creepy. Like, the first, you can forgive, the first hour of it, you can forgive all the stupidity of, like, they are having this anonymous chat relationship on the internet, Mm -hmm. which, do you remember AOL? Were you like... Of course! Okay, so... Okay, do you have, do you remember your AIM screen name? Um, I think I was ultra love, ultra love, ultra love, L U V. Uh, Um, but, uh, I can't remember. I think it was ultra love. Yeah. But what was your password? No clue. (laughs) (laughs) No clue. Uh, I remember that. And I remember going into chat rooms and, and shit like that and having like conversations with people who could have been anybody. Yeah. But there was never a... Let's just not tell each other who we are. That's a... They don't even really explain that. No. It's... They treat it as if, oh, that's just how this works. Yes. That's just the reality which is of things. total bullshit. Like, and they yeah. met in the over 30 chat room. Yeah. Which... Okay, Tom. Like, <laughs> there's an over 40 chat room, too. Yes. I think. And, and and a, maybe you should have been in
0: But this. I think, like, the movie sets up the, like, the very, like, like, the, this very, like, old premise of, like, let's make sure the significant others that these people are involved with, let's set them up to be unlikable from jump.
1: Yeah, that and let's make these two main characters complete idiots because they don't tell their significant other, like, oh, no, I chat with this person online. Yes. But then you'd have to explain to them why Why are you remaining anonymous. Like, that doesn't make any sense. That seems weird. Yeah. And even in 1998, that's weird. Yeah, like, it's very- one of the first things you do when you, like meet someone in a chat room and then you take that chat outside of that chat room was like, Hey, I'm Eric. Yeah. Hey, good to meet you or whatever. That's, you hey, know, I'm or, or, too. or like fake ass shit. Like, Hey, I'm Xavier and, and blah, blah, blah. Hey, I'm pony face. Yeah. <laughs> good name.
0: Thank you. That was actually my, my <coughs> aim sign in name. <laughs>
1: pony face. Yeah. Password <laughs> double dutch. Six, six, six. <laughs> Lovely. Um but yeah that's so that that whole thing is weird yeah. and wrong. Um the the mega store putting the little store out of business sure like that's we can we can kind of ride with that the comedy of it, of it is dumb. Um but then it's when it becomes this manipulative like it's basically the story of this monster who knows that he's manipulating this woman into falling in love with her, like, finding out information from her about her yeah. to use against her. Yeah. It's like this, it should have been called Gaslight 2. Like, it, it's really gross. Yeah. And if it didn't have the jaunty R&B soundtrack or those, like, the really <laughs> subpar Harry Nilsson songs that they chose to put in there, then it would be creepy. Like, yeah. it would be a scary movie.
0: Yes. And, the, and I think the, that turning point is when, like, he almost hands her up. And he comes back and he knows why she's there Yeah, and
1: fucks with her. Totally fucks with her. And, and there's then a, continues to fuck, with, continues her to fuck with her for another hour of the movie.
0: There's a, there's a moment where he's saying <clears throat> something to her and she's like, please, I beg you, leave. Yeah. No. And so he gets up and like, fine. And he sits at a table behind her. Mm-hmm. She literally goes, please, I beg of you.
1: Like a fucking stalker. Yes. Like a, like a creepy ass stalker. Yes. Because, like,
0: he's like, I have the upper hand. I have, like, <laughs> I have all the cards. Ew. Yeah, it's really so gross. So
1: gross. But it gets grosser. It gets way grosser.
0: Yes. So, like, he decides that, like, so, like, so she sends uh the, like, her pen pal that mm-hmm. doesn't know. She doesn't know it's Tom Hanks' character. And she's like, I don't know why you stood me up, but, like, blah, blah, blah. And so he, like, is trying to figure out, like, later on, he's trying to figure out, like, how to respond to this message. And first he tries to respond with, like, some, like, excuse. Like, I fell down a manhole or whatever yeah, the fuck. Yeah. But then he erases it all. Like, and apparently, like, there's there was no, like, highlight delete function back then. <laughs> so he's, like, constantly yeah. clicking the delete button and yep. looking at his dog. Uh, Berkeley I think it Brinkley. was. Brinkley, that's what it was. And then he goes, like, I can't tell you why. Uh, And then he, like, says... He starts writing this email, and he ends the email with, like, um, I have a project that needs tweaking, which is insane. Yeah. It's insane. So, basically, he comes up with this plan to basically make this person
1: fall in love with him. But is it, like, the weird part is that how does that even get from oh, now I know who you are and I don't like you. Yes. To, well, now that I know who you are and I don't like you, I want to make you fall in love with me. Like, that's so disturbing. Yes. Because it's it's basically like the only reason you would do that is to laugh at the end of it. Yeah. Because he hates her. He doesn't like her.
0: But like, if you remember, before he even knew it was Meg Ryan's character, he told Dave Chappelle's character that, um,
1: that even if she's ugly,
0: that he, he was going to marry her. Yeah. Yes, Ugh. but then he was relieved to find out that she was attractive. Yeah, because that's
1: very important. And he goes, "I know it. I know it. <laughs> she had to be. She had to be. I know oh, it." God.
0: Ugh. Um. So apparently his mind was already set. Mm-hmm. So then he had to figure out a way to
1: basically make somebody because white men get whatever they want <laughs> at, at all yes. times. Like there's no, you can't. Not give a white man what he wants.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, why? how could you? Why would you? Why? How dare you? How dare you, you not? deny? Right?
0: <laughs> like...
1: Uh vomit. It's so gross. It's so gross. <laughs>
0: but then we have to get towards the end. <sighs> we have to get towards, like, the, like... And I was telling, I was telling uh, the people I was saying with Michael and Aaron. I was on, like, there's, like... Because Aaron never seen the movie. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it... So many goddamn times where I was quoting parts of it before the parts even came up, mm-hmm. and I told both of them I was like the movie ends in that very like mid to late nineties way where there's just that line like like um, like the line that came to mind was uh, you had me at hello
1: yeah. I was, I was hoping it was you. Isn't yes. that what she says?
0: Yes. So we, Gross. so, so let's walk through that last day. So they, so they've established that they were down to meet with each other.
1: Oh, well, no, let's, let's start, let's start from where this whole nightmare train really begins. And yes. it's after he has run her out of business mm-hmm. and she's a complete wreck. Yes. She's like at her lowest. Yes. Um, But still in her fabulous apartment alone. Yes. Because she broke up with her boyfriend. So I don't feel bad for her at all. Uh, (sighs) He comes to her house with flowers. She tells him repeatedly to leave. Leave. He won't leave. Yes. And this is actually when we're supposed to start thinking that he is great. Yes. That's when the movie is telling us... This is when he gets really charming.
0: He physically... Like, she... Like, midrun's character physically opens the door and does this. And then, and then Tommy's character goes, like, let me put these he, flowers
1: in some water. He broke into the fucking building. Yes. He breaks into the building. Yes. He then gets her to let him into her apartment by f- force. Uh, puts the flowers in water. She's suddenly just like, oh, this is cute. Uh, daisies, they're so friendly. They're so friendly. Fuck you. <laughs> um, and then... Yeah, from then on, every scene is just them walking and talking in New York because it's suddenly changed to a Nora Ephron movie. Yeah. Um, or a Rob Reiner version of a Nora Ephron movie. Uh, they're walking and talking, and everything they're talking about is what they've done online. Yeah. And he's mining for information, using information that she has given him online against her. Yeah. And it's disgusting. It's like, it's so creepy. Very. And then, just like that, uh, we're going to meet up. Oh, and he, what does he do? Yes. He proposes to her. Basically, yeah. To see if she'll not meet with this dude. Yes. He basically is, like like we were
0: talking earlier, like he basically is trying to convince her not to see him. Yeah. But it's still him, but he's like, you can forgive him for standing up. You can't forgive me for the little thing of running you out of business. Yeah. And like, if it was just for being a creep. Yes. But like, like he's like basically like talking to her as if like, he had not like, like, <laughs> like set up this meeting to meet him later on. Yeah. He's like, basically like told her, was like, if it was just a guy and you were just a girl, do you think I would have, I would have asked you for your phone number Gross. and I wouldn't have waited a day Gross. to call you up. Fucking gross. He knows
1: that she's going to be meeting him. Yeah. But he's still fucking being super shitty yeah. and super gross. Yeah. Just a, like a manipulation monster. Yes. And she's totally into it. Yes. Because apparently that's what single women in their late 30s are like. Yeah. Uh, according to
0: I mean, these movies. I mean, like you said it.
1: I mean, that's just, that's just what I, I was yeah. thinking. Exact same thing. <laughs> it's so gross. But yeah, that's, then, of course, the, the whole end, I mean, I was super happy that mm-hmm. it ended because it ended. Yes. But it really should not have ended like that. Like, yeah. it, there, there, of course, it should have been the fuck you asshole, you creep. Yes. And then he has to win her back from that. So they could, <laughs> which would have like, been that would have been a more like palatable version of the story but still it's all really creepy and gross. Yes. I think the movie should have ended with him showing up her starting to cry or maybe vomit and then she just runs away. Yes. And maybe calls the police or like hails a cop in central park and says yes. like, this man is stalking me and you need to get him away from me. Yes. That would have been the best ending for that movie.
0: You were telling me earlier you about jammed. like yes, you're telling me earlier about like the like how you would score, like, the last part of the movie. Yep,
1: I think if it had a, a horror movie score, it would have been genuinely disturbing. Like, when he touches her face, she's crying, mind you. Uh-huh. She's crying, she is dumbstruck, she can't speak. Yes. Uh, he touches her fucking face and says, Don't cry, shop girl. Which is her screen name. Yes. Ew. 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 But her response is, I I hoped it would be you, or whatever. Oh. Uh, like this is why that fucking kid who was also in his 30s not even a kid uh was like, i'm gonna play piano in this courtyard oh my god my girl my ex-girlfriend takes me back like, yes you know, go fuck yourself dude pathetic piece of shit you're you're horrible yes you're an abuser at this fuck point you. <laughs> you're not only abusing your ex you're abusing everyone around you yeah well you're terrible
0: music probably yeah. i would assume i, I imagine it, it was like Coldplay's clocks like do 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 Maybe you should uh, do a re-edit of *You Got Mail* and score the last part of the movie. That would be fun.
1: Yeah, that would be fun. I could so help just out. make that a, a horror movie. Yeah, but it, the, the problem is that you'd have to wade through like that movie is terrible. It's, <laughs> it's so bad. It's just so bad. All right. Well, on that note, Eric,
0: thank you so much for letting me do this with you. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Thank you for.
1: Well, wait. I want to know. I want to know what you thought. Like, I want to know. I want to know what your what your view of this. What was your experience of watching this now? Yes. Versus watching it when you first saw it. Um.
0: (laughs) It It's cool. I can just edit this face. Yeah. Um, as like the the thing is like I I completely agree with you, like exactly agree with you, and I. But the thing that is like I am such a sentimental piece of shit. Mm-hmm. The movie un unlo- like just like the way fucking Tom Hanks manipulated fucking Meg Ryan. I feel like that's it did its job in the sense that it manipulated me as well. Still,
1: yes. Like now, really, yes. That's impressive. <laughs> it fucking sucks. <laughs> I'm not happy with it. Oh, that's. A, but I mean, that's that happens to me with John Hughes movies. I guess. Yeah. Like the last time I watched Sixteen Candles, I was yeah un. It was just like unbelievable how racist, sexist, yeah. rapey. Yep. Like super gross that movie is. It's yeah. So, and like homophobic beyond belief. Yeah. But like, why I love it. Like I fucking love that movie. <laughs> but I think I think there's there's I mean. <sighs> There's something to be said. Like, I feel like if... Like, I've never seen 16 Candles. You have uh, not seen 16 Candles? Hey. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, when you watch it, you're just going to be... That's what I'm out. saying. You're like, I feel, feel like if I were out. to
0: watch 16 Candles now, I would completely hate it and not even, even... have to watch it now. I mean, I will. And then
1: we have to talk about it. Well, because...
0: maybe you we should start a podcast <laughs> yeah. about John Hugh movies. Uh, and then I'll be, I guest on your podcast yeah, talking maybe, about John Hughes maybe. movies.
1: Maybe.
0: Um, I feel like... But I feel like there is that weird thing where, like, there is you know like there's that part of me that like watched a movie and just like why can't things just be like a fairy tale yeah (laughs) um and also i was drunk when i watched it so i'm also in a very emotionally vulnerable spot (laughs) right now
1: (laughs) spoiler alert No, no i get that i get that too yeah that makes sense but I just, I'm, I'm... But you gotta understand, like, these movies are crafted to be that way. Yeah. No, they're, they're really, they're meant to be. I feel like this one's a failure at that. At yes.
0: At least for me. At least for you. Because
1: even when I saw it, when it came out, I just, I was like, this is garbage. Like, this is, this is against its own message, kind of. I don't know. I don't know. It's problematic. <laughs> I thought it was too stupid to be problematic. It is too stupid. Like, the, it Maybe is the fact that it's fucking stupid is problematic.
0: I d- yeah, I mean... But, I mean, it's also completely fucking gross, and
1: especially towards the end. Uh, that's when it... Yeah, no, the end is It's disturbing. completely fucking gross. It's super gross. hmm Ugh. Yeah. Well, I'm never watching it again, so... <laughs> I am not either. This has been the final nail in the
0: clock
1: when <laughs> we got nailed. The three hours of watching this goddamn movie. God, that... It's so long. It's so long. Ugh.
0: Oof. <laughs> <laughs> well, Eric... Thank you for inviting me into your bedroom. Yes, thank you for coming. And uh, <laughs> thank you for being on this podcast. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, is there anything? This is that weird thing where I'm just like, I listen to so many podcasts. I was like, Is there anything <laughs> is you want to plug? You, you, like, plug anything? Even uh, though I don't even know when this fucking shit's gonna come out.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm like trying to think of. This. Let me think if I can make a prediction. <laughs> but the thing is, also, I've heard,
0: I've heard, like, we have had, like, you've been on a handful of podcasts, and I feel like everyone basically treats every podcast we've been on the same, we're just like, does this sound, is this going to sound
1: alright? <laughs> I <laughs> hope I was okay. I mean, you can get it out, make me sound better. <laughs> um, <laughs> I should have a, an EP or, or something coming out no. around the time this comes out, I'm assuming. <laughs> so, uh, just look for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No.
0: No. Anyway. Alright. I love you, babe. Love you too. Alright. Bye. Bye. <laughs> don't cry shop girl
1: don't cry (laughs) i wanted it to be you i wanted it to be you so badly